Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Released in two weeks, 
it was something, and I probably would have never heard about it if it wasn't for the fact that someone posted it on Facebook. I know, like, if I was listening to a radio station, I no one's mentioned saying, oh, wow, we read a Metallica have an album together. So wow. that's just one way to discover music, Jay. I mean, right. recently, Jay, like, I mean, seriously, like, it's like, one of these things where it's like there's something that you may have never heard of, like whether it's two very successful artists who you wouldn't necessarily see them touring together. You wouldn't see one being the opening act for the other or having a double bill recording an album together. I mean, like there have been some very cool mashups going on, and it has been fun. And that is, that is something where it's like, how do you find out about music? I mean, Jay, that's the, I will open up the question for you right now. How do you find out about music? Well, actually, I go out to different venues, and I talk to people in the crowd and socialize uh, uh, in real time. I don't use the Facebook thing or the other social media Stuff and I go out and I ask, and people should usually share information, you know. Um, we went to see uh, a group called Tower Power that's been around in the Bay Area for years, and I was talking to a young man from Germany, and he was telling me, well, we have these German groups out. I can't recall the name of the group he was talking about, but he was able to share his generation and tell me about newer groups that are coming out. He shared one group uh, called Kids These Days. And so I've been researching on this group Kids These Days, and I don't know if you're familiar with the group Kids These, uh, kids these Days, um, but um, I've, been work- I've been checking them out. They've been around since maybe the early 2000s, and I think they might be from all over the place. And uh, so that's how I usually find out. I go out and um, I get, you know, I'm I nosy. I go out and find out. That's one way. The other way is, you know, we all search the web for new music, we all use the internet to see what we can see uh, and see what we can get for free, you know, pretty much. And a lot of times, a lot of the groups or different websites, and they're offering samples, samples of their music that you could listen to and enjoy and get you hooked in there. And then you end up going to buy their CD. You end up going to their site and say, hey, I like that. What was that song? And you go download their CD for, you know, five bucks. And uh, that's how I usually find out um, about most of the groups. And that's how I find out. Excellent. Well, I've I've created a list, Jay, of different ways that I've discovered music over time. And I'd like to go over them one at a time, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on them. Okay. So I'll I'll start out actually backwards from where I started to, like, from the future into the present, or even the past. First thing is, they're the opening acts. Like, I've been to so many concerts where there's an opening act. It might be, sometimes it might be a band, which you might have never heard of, where you're paying tickets to see this big-name act, and they've got someone you've never heard of, and that's the way you get introduced to them. I still remember, it was back in... 1999, wow, a long time ago, I was at Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia, which no longer exists. It was the home of the Phillies, 
and the Eagles, and I had tickets for Dave Matthews Band, and it was a big stadium show. I mean, there's like must have been like sixty thousand people there, and I had take and they had two opening acts, not just one. There were two. I'll go in reverse order. The band that came on just before Dave Matthews was Santana. I mean, you can't go wrong with Santana. And I know being in the younger audience, my, I was, I really didn't know so much about them. It was the year that they released Supernatural, where you had, which had that huge, gigantic hit and smooth with Rob Thomas. Then there was also Love of Your Life, which was another song on the album, which actually Dave Matthews provided vocals to. But what? But you know what? I think like the like the long lasting thing about that opening act at that show was the very first band that came on. This is Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and they had this local act come on that I had never really heard of before. I mean, they're very super famous and successful right now, but. I'll just tell you, there was this rap group that had a band, or a band that raps. Can you guess who it is, Jay? Hmm, The Roots? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. <laughs> what? You got it. It, <laughs> okay. was, it was The Roots. I had, I had never heard of The Roots before, and this was, as I said, back in 1999. I was just very much interested in just rock music, not so much about hip-hop at that time, and it was just an amazing experience just hearing this group, which I had never heard about, but they were doing something very different from any of the rock bands or, like, the alternative rock bands of the 90s or even, like, the rap groups of the of that decade. And it was an amazing thing. And that is just one example of success from an opening act. I know, like, years ago, I once had, I used to have this old friend named Chris, who I haven't spoken to in years. I still remember he told me once he went with some friends to see Van Halen. And this was where they had the third singer, whose name I can't remember. But they didn't go there to see Van Halen. They went there okay. to they went there to see the opening act, which was Creed, which this is before they exploded. Like I mean, the fact is, sometimes people act. There are people who will go to a concert for the opening act, and they will leave for they will leave after the opening act plays. Uh-huh. Like one big example is famously is, I don't even remember who the headliner was, but. It was in the 1970s, or was it maybe 1980? I'm not sure what year it is. I can someone could do the mm-hmm. math. Where it was at Madison Square Garden. As I said, I do not know who actually played, who actually was the headliner that night, but the opening act was Bob Marley, and wow. Madison Square Garden was packed to see Bob Marley, and. After he got off the stage and someone else got on the stage, most of the people left. 
that show, just to imagine, like, if he was still around, I'm sure he would have headlined Madison Square Garden on his own many times. Right, right, right. Like, like Jay, like, what, Jay, have you ever had any experiences about, like, opening acts you've seen that have grown with you and become, like, the mu- musicians that you listen to now and admire? Well, I went to see the Commodores way back when, and this guy got on the stage, and it started raining. It started raining, and uh, so they had this guy, he came on the stage, and I was like, who is this guy? And I said, uh, well, this is uh, Luther Vandross. I was like, Luther Vandross? Who is Luther Vandross? Well, you know, it's raining, and I said, I want to see the Commodores. Well, this guy got on the stage, and he started singing, and wow. I started getting this warm feeling inside. You know, I felt he had this album I never heard of, and it was just him. He had this band. You could tell he was the opening act for the Commodores, and uh, his voice made the rain just warm. It just warmed my whole heart. I was just pleased to sit out there and sit in the rain and listen to Luther Vandross. And then, then I realized who he was because uh, back then I was a member of the Musicians Union, and I got to see all the contracts that came through the Musicians Union, and I saw what you I won't share what they paid Luther, but it wasn't that much. And uh, I got to see some of the contracts. And then uh, I was a fan of Luther Vandross ever since. And didn't know that he was going to be the big star that he became. But the fact that, um, you know, that's why I started liking him before I even heard any of his music. And he opened up for the Commodores. He was their opening act. And, uh, how, uh, what year was that, if you remember? Uh, shoot. It might have been. I don't remember the year, but uh, I know the Commodores had a song out, Too Hot to Trot or something like that or something. Something like that. Too Hot to Trot or Lady or something like that. And uh, they, were the, they were big. They were still big, I think. Um, I, you know, let's say, you know, the other way I was saying, you know, everybody knows about Pandora. You know, you can, you can, you can go to these other live music discoveries, but there are other... There are other uh, sites you could go to. One of them is Audio. I don't know A W D I O, um, and uh, that's one site. That's a, that's a good method to discover new music, and you can listen. You, you know, it's live music stream from like clubs. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Audio. Uh, Audio. Um, uh, Shazam is one. Um, that's uh, that, that gives you kind of a quick satisfaction when you want to know the song that's playing and learn about the artist and you want to buy the song immediately, you can go there. Um, the other one is I Like, which is an online service that allows us to, like, download and, and share music. And uh, uh, that website makes use of Apple's iTunes. So you can you can do that. And uh, the other one that uh, we can share with our users is a couple more. I like to share the filter. Filter is uh, a pretty good place where you can filter music for different kind of uh, ways that will reflect your taste. Like you can put in, I like this kind of music, I like that kind of music, and it will filter through all the music aggregators and find that genre of music for you. Everybody knows iTunes Genius, you know, you could use that also. So I just wanted to share in a couple of uh, ways that, you know, you can find music. Uh, the last thing, Ian, is uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Taste Kids. Um, that kind of you taste suggest, kid? yeah, it's called Taste Kid, T A S T E Kid, and you kind of suggest the band, the music, or whatever. There's movies and books based on what you like, and it'll give you a uh, 
a readout, I would say that, or give you a library of things you can choose from. So um, those are some, those are wow. some of the ways that, yeah, those oh, are some of the ways where right you can. Right now, this is amazing. Taste kid. Yeah. This is it, this is definitely cool, and it's funny because I'm reading a lot of things where it says things are similar, and I like that. That is nice. And yeah, so this algorithm. I mean, that, I mean, this is. I mean, it really does in some ways like go into an algorithm. Like it's kind of like what what Spotify, not Spotify, what Pandora does with their just algorithms, and that it's. Not like the way they choose what music to play to to play on a station that's based around a band is really based on your preferences and based on the music and the build up of the music and it is a very intelligent system that is just amazing Jay so you know the ways that you get people out there you can probably. Hey, you know, Ian, I would love you to put that on our site so people will know about uh, some of those uh, sites. And, and especially Taste Kit is, uh, you know, it's cool. It's a cool thing, place to go. You can, you, can, you can suggest whatever, movies, shows, books, you know, everything. And it'll give you uh, things, stuff that you might wow, send you the I can see that. That is amazing. Hold on. I'm actually going to put this on our Parents Kids Music Facebook page right now, facebook.com slash Parents Kids Music. And it has kid in the title, so that makes it even nicer. It is taste right. kid, and it is, and it is taste-y. It is delicious. <laughs> right. All right, so... All right, so one other unique way I feel has been a way to discover music over the last few years has, I mean, it's it's an older medium, it's television, but it's kind of turned away from what it used to be where you'd have TV shows, where you'd have the musical guest on the show, or you'd have like a artist or performers, a special guest star. Like I'm finding like one of the biggest places, especially since radio airplay has fallen, has been actually television commercials. Like how exactly. many like, how many songs have become successful or or have become noticed because they were in an Apple commercial? Oh wow! Yes, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, Apple. I mean, Apple. We know has been always a big deal with iTunes and with record labels, and that they sell music. But fact is, you see these, you see these. And artists who you've never heard of, ones that are not playing on the V100s and the top 40 radio stations of the world. And all of a sudden, people are like, wow, that is cool. The song stands out. Who are they? Like, you've got, like, Feist, who was who was in a iPod commercial. I believe it was for the Nano. You had this Israeli singer whose name kind of fell I can't think of right now, but her song, she had a song that was in the very first MacBook Air commercial to the point where when you think of think of certain products, you think of that song. Like there was like this instrumental song in 2007 
that had that was in the very first commercial for the iPhone. And it's just become memorable because because even though people might not listen to the radio, people might be watching TV, they might not be watching the same show, but those commercials are ubiquitous. They go everywhere. I mean, one super one company that has a giant advertising budget where their commercials are everywhere is Geico. I mean, Jay, when was the last time you saw a Geico commercial? I just saw him walking through uh, on an expedition, walking through the front parking lot. Every, I mean, just saw him like maybe an hour ago. The little uh, <laughs> guy, the little guy, what's the, what's the, the little lizard guy? Um, what's gecko. What's the gecko? So, yeah, I saw him. You know, he was going on an expedition, and then he ends up uh, walking through the uh, parking lot, and he said, "Well, I'm gonna go out here and save everybody a bunch of money on their insurance," and he wouldn't stop until he finally does this great. Great expedition, and then he ends up outside in front of the parking lot. He didn't go too far. <laughs> well, you know, oh, it's yeah. like there are so many commercials everywhere, and although not all of them have music, I mean, some do. Like a few years ago, there was that video, that Three Doors Down video, or that song where you had the commercial with the caveman who, like, like right out of the subway station, it was like I'm a caveman, growl, growl. Or then there was that one from this from this European electronic band called Roiksop, where yeah. the the name might might not be a household name, but that song that I've, that song has led to really has led to the success of this band. It's like songs called Remind Me. It was one of the, maybe it was like an 06 or 07, where it was a commercial with the caveman. Uh-huh. And I remember I was obsessed with that song, and I was like doing Google searches. What is that song from the commercial? What is it? Until one day I finally found it, and I spent the dollar to download it because, like, wow, that is actually a cool song. What about Coldplay had... Coldplay had that, what was that song they had for the iPod? Uh, I think it's Speed of Sound or something like that. And, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I thought that was kind of cool. I remember that. Yeah. The iPod. Yes. <laughs> that was that, their iPod commercial. I remember when U2 had their, when, when, when their song Vertigo came out, and that was the focus of the iPod. I mean, that probably really help them. Of course, they also kind of, I think they kind of hurt themselves later when they left Apple and they started doing commercials for BlackBerry. <laughs> right. Or it's like the fact is you can actually see, like, I mean, I mean, you two compared to Feist or Roiksop is a established, super successful rock band. I mean, Coldplay is certainly in that same level where it's where it's like it's a you know who they are. This is like it's kind of like a celebrity spokesperson saying, "Hi, I'm this famous person you already know. Buy this product." So there's well, that way, here, that direction. Yeah, I'm looking here and it says that song was uh, original of the species, the YouTube song. Um, 
And yeah, that's, 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 I wonder how much they got paid for doing that because that's, uh, you know, they're a big group. Uh, that's amazing yeah. that, uh, you know, the royalties from that could have been huge. Um, yes, I mean, like the commercials itself, like, it's one thing to, I mean, that goes back to TV where you have a song where it becomes the theme song for a television show. Like, I'm not sure if we mentioned it on the air or off the air in the past, but you've got Superhero by Jane's Addiction, which mm-hmm. which wasn't which was not a single from their album originally. It was not originally it was not the song because Jane's Addiction, as you know, was a band from the '90s. They broke up. They came back in the early 2000s. They had a new album, and this one song, Superhero, was chosen by chance to be the theme song for the HBO show Entourage. And, right. And I know a lot of people, when, the, when that show first came out or when they first started listening to that show, like, I mean, that is the theme song for Entourage. It's kind of like the Friends theme song is the theme song for Friends. And it's right. something that can, something where it's like, even like when you have like, I mean, James Addiction was an established band. I mean, they're probably not on the level of, definitely not on the level of success of Coldplay and definitely not of U2. I mean, it's still the fact is you this song was discovered because it is a theme song on a television show. I mean, just, I mean that I mean Jay, that's what today's been about, really, like so many different so, other ways. So T V so what we're saying is T V commercials have become a source for discovering new music and new songs and new new entertain new entertainment. Yes, that's, uh, it, that's amazing too. So the commercial, that's 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 a, that's wonderful. So that takes you out of the radio. They get you on the TV, so you can see them on TV, find out the new breakout singles, and you know that takes you to the Super Bowl. You know when you see those commercials and you hear all the new music behind them. Um, yeah, that is a ne- it's a never ending story. You know. Um, some of the stuff too is like the Tide commercials, and uh, you know, some of the other groups that you see. You see that you see the commercial on TV, and then you can go to iTunes and download the song, and that's kind of amazing. Um, you know, I look at Target. You know, even the Target commercials. So, so now that shows how uh, product and music goes together, and uh, how you can see uh, new talent. Um, Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And wow, we do have a surprise special guest. Hello. Are you there, Gail? Yes, I am. Perfect. We were just wrapping wrapping things up talking about how TV commercials in some way have become the new radio airplay because people watch TV a lot more than they listen to the radio. And you've got these advertisers who using both unknown artists and also the super gigantic successful ones have it's become it's really become a way of discovering music because they say that the you need to hear a marketing message six times before it gets to you. If you've heard the song for six times, wait a minute. 
in. Yeah. Are you giving us a little tip there? Where did you hear that yeah. you have to you hear marketing six times, marketing message six times before it gets to the person? Come on, spit out the secrets, guy. I don't remember where that came from, to be honest. Ian, <laughs> Shelby, you're, you know where that came from. No. Are you holding back tips from us, Ian? I'm not holding tips at all, Gal. Tell me what's going on. Well, everything's fine, but I just heard some interesting information, Mr. Eisenberg, and, you yes. know, we all want to know about that. you have any other interesting tips for us around music at all? I think that there's lots of music going on. I mean, there's just so many. I think the biggest thing is so much about find, discovering it is I think there are people that really just want to stand on the rooftops and tell people, this is my favorite song, this is my favorite band, I love this, I love this, you should listen to this. But then there's other people who want to be like, I want to find out about new music. I don't, I, how can you... Tell, where can I go to find new music? Should I turn on a radio station? Should I go to Spotify and look for playlists? Where well, you can know, you go, Gal? You know, Ian and Jay, I have that's a really good question. And, it, it, you know, it, I'm actually putting that question back to both of you because, you know, there's so many artists out there, okay? And how do we get to a point, Ian and Jay, that we can determine what, what which is the best place to go? I mean, because there's just so many opportunities out there to find them, but I don't think that we can find enough of the eclectic mix that's out there because it's the same old thing, Spotify, this or that. Do you guys have any new stuff or any ideas that maybe our the kids and the, the, you know and everyone else can check out? I do, uh, Gail. I have a, I have a, a some of the kids they they're on this um, site called Mees, and they go on there and they socialize, and you can buy a Mees card. And when you go in these little rooms, guess what? They have a virtual DJ. So this guy is in these rooms, and these kids are chatting, and all through the day they're playing new songs for the kids, and not just new songs, some of the older artists that the young kids haven't heard, and they're playing new songs. So it's kind of incredible. So you go inside, it's like going to a virtual club, and you might be 12 or 14. You go in and you talk to your friends, and while you're talking and typing and uh, you know, having fun in there, they're constantly, constantly playing. The DJs are playing music inside those rooms. So that's kind of a new a new thing that's going on there. And I don't know if people are getting royalties if they know their song is being played virtually, but it's kind of amazing because um, my daughter was in one of the rooms and they played uh, one of my songs, and I couldn't believe it. I said, well, I said, hey, Daddy, they playing this your song. And I put the headphones on, and they were playing Rumors. So it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of weird, you know. That's another way that young kids and it's a it's a fight for like maybe twelve to sixteen year olds go to, and you can find brand new music, new as well as old music, and new. It's it's a wonderful thing. So you, that's another way you could go in and find new music. What about you, Ian? Any other places you think people <laughs> that you stumble across people can find new music? I think that really that they're just. So many different nodes, there's diff so many different places to bring that. I know one which we've mentioned on the show before is Turntable, where it's more of a game of finding peers who like music similar to you, and people will just play their own songs and songs from their own libraries, and it's all it's all kosher, like every 
every like all the record labels have deals, so you can just upload an MP3 from your computer and just play it, and they've got permission from the record company. And the idea is you're in a club and you're dancing to music that's being played by people other than you, and you instantly, automatically find out what is this music, who is the artist, and how do I buy this song, or how do I download it on Spotify. I still think that music discovery is something where it's just not one clear thing. And I'm sure there will be there will continuously be new ways to discover music. And well, also just uh, I'm sorry, and I was just thinking about I was just thinking about something in as you were speaking. You know, um speaking of Spotify, I was on there yesterday and you know, I didn't think I was going to like Beyonce's new album. I've really been back and forth, and she's so much coming to her own on this new album. And I said, oh, I, was, I went to Rhapsody, and Rhapsody wants you to pay for the subscription. So I went back to Spotify. I found every single song that I wanted from Beyonce on Spotify that I could listen at my whim anytime, and it was really cool. You know, and that is the kind of thing that makes me want to buy the song because I could listen to it on Spotify at any time I wanted to. So it's like, okay, yeah. if I really want to have this for myself, let me go buy it. So, you know, based off what you and Jay are saying, it's it's really interesting, Ian. I have to agree with you. There's no one particular way or one set way that one can get music. It's so many different ways. And then both of you kind of talking about these rooms, it must be so cool, Ian and Jay, for people to go in rooms and discover new music. You know, Ian, I want to go back to this question with you and Jay. It, you know, the two the two sites you're talking about, like, um, Ian, have you been in one of those rooms that you're talking about on Turntable? Yes, I've, and- been, I've, been, I've, been to I've been on the Turntable FM, and I found it to be fun. And just it's really something where – the people that are in that room can actually vote up or down a song. If enough people vote wow. don't like it down that song and vote it down, that song stops and then the next song starts playing. And like what about really, you? It really was no. Go ahead with that uh, that thought, Ian. I'm saying it really was a is a social collaboration where where it's not this one unidirectional radio station saying this is what's good and this is not what's good. You're getting instant poll results. You're getting instant result feedback about is this, is this song good? Do these people, are these people, whether you know them or not them, do they have good taste? I'm sure that there's, a, I'm sure there are certain rooms where you, let's say, we could put on a Metallica song and that it that people will like it. And if you put that same song in a different room with a different group of virtual people, they would dislike it. Interesting. You know, speaking of that, putting them in a different room and liking and disliking Jay, you know, when you went in that room and you were listening to the music that your daughter was listening to, did you find it similar? Was it fun to you? Did you kind of play around and go into different rooms? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, you you could go into different. Yeah, it was it was amazing because you could go in your rooms and people would follow you in different rooms. And they had like a concert room where they had a virtual band playing. Then they also had a room where people were dancing and just chatting. 
And then she, you know, then you had your own house where you people you can invite people to your kind of virtual house and just talk and turn on your uh, radio program and the, you know the music would be played. So that was uh, it was that was kind of amazing. That, that you could do that, you know, because I didn't know what she was doing in there, Gil. You know, so I'm like, what is she doing? And she's bobbing her head. So I said, what are you listening to? And they're constantly pumping music to the kids, you know, and so kids are picking up on their music, so you wonder what your kid is singing when she gets in the car and she's singing something from the virtual room. Um, and I was just making double sure that she was listening to something that was PG and was nice, you know, making sure every now and then you got to go check on them. But, yes, there are other rooms you could go to and different places you can go to within those virtual sites that's kind of amazing. It's kind of like, and, it's, and what's good about it is global. There's different music from all over the world, not just American music. And I, matter of fact, now think about it, it was some music from India, and she was to let me, she let me hear it, and some, it was kind of some sitar type of thing going on in one of the rooms. So you got kids who prefer, they get to share their music throughout that virtual site. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I was going to share also, Gail, also there's a thing that I go to, and uh, it's called the Hype Machine. And it's kind of like I can't, it's kind of like a place where you can go and blog about, you can, you can kind of blog about your music and you can talk to other people, and then they'll put your music up so people can kind of, like what E was saying, kind of judge it. And, um, they'll, you, know, you, you know, it's great. You, know, you get to read about people writing about the music they like, and they get to put the tracks up so you can hear them. And the hype machine brings all this together where people can listen to each other's music. Hey, Jay? Mm-hmm? I have, a, I have a little secret for you. We knew about the hype machine. I did. Well, I, I, well, I didn't know. See, I find that's something new for me. So um, that's good. No, that's really great. That That sounds really cool. Well, guys, I enjoyed hanging out with you today. And, you know, Ian... Thanks again as usual, and Jay, thanks again as usual for having me on. Well, yeah, thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure, Gail. All right. Okay, well, guys, mm-hmm. I hope you enjoy the rest of the show, and thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you, Gail. You have an excellent day. Enjoy your music. You too. Bye. All right, bye. Well, thank you very much, Gail, for joining us. So, Jay, do you have any final thoughts about discovery of music going from a traditional way of TV and radio to really the 2.0 stuff that Gail was really bringing about, about having just that instant gratification, instant feedback about is this all good or not? I mean, one thing they just came up with me is it's a way you could actually probably even test out songs by by new artists, by trying to find its audience and seeing if people well, like it or not. Yeah, with the new technology involved, uh, this, this, it's, kind of, it's kind of really interesting. And now they have these software programs where you yourself can create new music that you have create, created yourself in your own home on your laptop, and then you can send that music right after you create it. You can send it right to iTunes. And so, you know, wow. you've got so many different yeah, you got so many different ways now. One of the programs is called Studio One, which is made by a company called Prosonus. And right when you finish that song, you, you have a uh, you click a button, goes right to iTunes, and the whole world can hear it. And they got a lot of programs that do this and have this feature, but that's one of the companies that uh, 
you know, they send out new music. So now anybody almost can have a new song or a new music, and the world is getting a lot smaller. And this is where we come to now. Everybody has a chance. Technology has brought everybody, all the kids, they got the program called Foodie Loops, and they make their new music, and they just post it. So now you've got all these different choices. So it's the music galaxy. So anybody now can have new music. So you can go out and share it and listen to all the new music you want to now. A lot of, a lot of stuff is free, too. Some of the stuff you don't even have to pay for, and it's, it's illegal. Wow. So, that, 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 so that's that's a that's a good way. And they have sites that have new artists, new music, and a lot of these people come out of nowhere and they get a hit record. So you know, and then it's an all of a sudden there's a band that follows. So hey, what a wonderful place we live in. What a great place to find music. So I invite you and everyone listening to find some music. Find some new music, create music, be music, and music, music. I agree. Don't you want to music, music, Jay? Yes. Yes. I do. Excellent. So let's yes. all music, music together. So, yeah, yes, I, have a question for, I have a question for you. Yes, you do. For me. Yes. Um, what is your treasure.net? What is your treasure for I, today? What is my treasure? You know, I was wondering if if you were going to ask me that because I was about to ask that same question to you. <laughs> wow, talk about a talk about a coincidence. Well, my treasure today is that I'm going to have a nice little few days off to relax. I've been working very crazy the last few months, and I'm going to have. I'm going to take a few days off and relax in a few, like, early next week, and I'm looking forward to that. And, Jay, what is your treasure? Well, my treasure for this week is I, I got to see my daughter, older daughter, graduate and get her B.A. in psychology, and that's my wow. treasure for me. I'm so, proud, I'm so proud of her, and they said her name, and luckily my name was tagged to the last part of her name, which made me feel really good, and uh, that's my treasure. I'm very... I mean, you know, all this is about educating your kids. She's musical, and she went to school and did what she had to do, and so now she has a ticket to knock on the door. That doesn't guarantee anything, but she has a ticket. So that's one of my treasures today. Wow. Well, Jay, thank you once again for another excellent show. Thank you to Gail Davis for joining us. And we will be back next week at the same time. That will be next Thursday at 3 p.m. on the East Coast, 12 noon at the West Coast. Thank you very much, everyone, and thank you, Jay. Yes, and go out and find some new music, by the way, everybody, because it's out there. All right. Thank you. Let's, let's all music music together here on <laughs> Parents Kids Music. We will hear you next week. Thank you.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.